Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Untaught History Lessons. I'm Emma, your host, and this week we will be talking about Christopher Columbus and how the settlement of colonists in North America devastated the indigenous people. My first time learning about Christopher Columbus, I was in kindergarten. Thanksgiving rolled around and my class did a program. Looking back, I can see how inappropriate this all was, but we started with that familiar poem. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. We were taught all about the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria, and Columbus was painted as a hero. Meanwhile, there's a group of 25 and 6-year-olds wearing paper bags with painted faces and feathers in their hair calling themselves Indians put on a stage to celebrate our stolen American land. We learned to celebrate separation from England and our religious freedoms, the bravery of the men who, quote, discovered America. We learned a story of peace where pilgrims shared a meal with the natives and they helped each other. What we neglected to learn was that this entire story is fictitious and misleading, covering up the true atrocities that occurred. Yes, we gave them supplies like blankets, but we also gave them smallpox and other diseases, then killed their families and destroyed their livelihood, attempting to destroy their culture as well. And to carry that lack of respect further, my teachers even continue to call indigenous people Indians during their lessons, although we know today that this is insulting. Indigenous people began being called Indians because when Columbus reached America, he had been aiming for India and got confused. Then when he realized it wasn't, we claimed this new land and credited Christopher Columbus for discovering it, when in all reality, there had been people living here for what's estimated 20,000 years. It is genuinely a tragedy what happened to the indigenous people and what is continuing to happen, So today we are going to shed some light about that. There will never be enough justice for the loss of lives, culture, and resources that colonization brought to the indigenous people of North America. But we can start by teaching the real truth about what happened and bringing awareness to what's happening still today. So I guess it's important to note that yes, there actually was a feast shared between the pilgrims and a Native American tribe, the Wampanoag tribe. We'll start at the beginning. When the colonists first arrived, most stayed on board their ship due to a serious outbreak of disease. By the time they moved to land, only half of the passengers had survived. We know now this outbreak of disease posed a much larger threat to the native people, but we'll get to that. When the colonists did eventually settle on land, they were greeted in English by a member of the Abenaki tribe, who a few days later introduced the settlers to a man who you might remember hearing of as Squanto. However, Squanto was not his actual name. In fact, we're still not sure what his real name was because the Europeans who interacted with him consistently spelled his name differently. There was one colonist named Edward Winslow who recorded Squanto's true name as Tisquantum, and this is generally regarded as most likely being his true name, but no one knows for sure. And while this is not as horrible as some of the other atrocities committed against indigenous people, this is just an example of how little respect colonists had for their native friends, and this is just the beginning. Squanto was a member of the Pax Tuxet tribe, but he was sold into slavery by an English sea captain. 
He escaped to London, then returned again to his homeland for what I read described as an exploratory expedition. When Squanto met with the pilgrims, he did teach valuable skills to the colonists, such as how to grow crops, how to fish, and simply just how to survive. Entering a foreign land, there are new species of animals and different plants, some of which are dangerous or poisonous with the potential to kill you. The knowledge given to the settlers was life-saving, and Squanto was able to facilitate a peaceful relationship between the colonists and the local tribe, the Wampanoag. So this is the familiar story that we know. I think the whitewashed society we live in might find comfort in this story, but that's ignoring the painful truth. The peaceful relationship between the colonists and the Wampanoag tribe only lasted about 50 years, and tragically, this relationship remains to be one of the sole examples of harmony between European colonists and Native Americans. While it wasn't his actions alone, the arrival of Columbus in North America led to countless atrocities and violent acts towards indigenous people. They were forced from their homeland where their families had lived for generations and many were slaughtered. Columbus is responsible for beginning the enslavement and economic exploitation of indigenous people in North America. Native slaves were treated with extreme violence and brutality. There is some but very little writing from Columbus regarding his interactions where he cited their humanity, which is somewhat surprising because the indigenous people were generally viewed as barbaric. However, this stemmed from Columbus's so-called concern for their salvation as Columbus was a devout Catholic. Unfortunately, these words and his concern don't mean much when you look at his violent and despicable acts towards the native people. Actions really speak louder than words in this case. In fact, it's somewhat hard to believe he was truly concerned for the souls of these people at all when he was responsible for taking so many of their lives. Moral concern for the eternal fate of those with opposing beliefs is no longer valid when you lack basic respect for the very lives of those people. This goes for a lot of people in history who have gone to extreme measures to assert their religious beliefs. So with the settlement of Europeans brought yet another threat with disease. Smallpox was one of the most devastating of these illnesses, although they had been brought also the measles, influenza, and other diseases to which the natives had never been exposed to previously. Without any prior immunity, this was devastating to the indigenous population. To put it into perspective, in western Washington alone, the population was depleted from 28,000 people to only 9,000 as a result of disease. Now consider this on a much larger scale. While this biological warfare was not necessarily intentional, it is one of the leading causes of death for indigenous people of this time. To give a better look at the character of Christopher Columbus, we can look also at his actions outside of America. When researching, I found a list of some of the atrocities committed by Christopher Columbus that makes you question why we would ever celebrate such a man. I would like to give a trigger warning now because I'm going to mention sexual assault, rape, and other acts of violence. If that bothers you, I strongly encourage you to click away, but it's the hard truth, exposing his real actions. 
There is record from Columbus's second trip to the Americas of Columbus kidnapping a Carib woman to give to his fellow crew member to rape. I read the excerpt of what seems to be a journal entry describing in detail a brutal, violent rape, and I won't read that for you, but you get the idea. The members of Columbus's crew were basically submissive to him, so he had his men carry out violent acts towards the people also of Hispaniola. He ordered three of the leaders here to be beheaded, and in addition, another man's ears were severed in order to spark fear into the villagers. Columbus also forced labor of the Indians, demanding they give gold or copper to the Spanish or face death. Invaders stole land and food from the people as well as demanding that they pay. And instead of complying with the Spanish and allowing them to just steal their livelihood, many of the Indians opted to destroy their entire food supply, even though it harmed themselves as well, just to deter the invaders from stealing. Many of those who did not starve to death chose to poison themselves or jump from cliffs to avoid this. It is estimated that this was a mass suicide of 50,000 people. This was only Columbus's first voyage, but he did much more damage after that. After only 56 years in Hispaniola, the population had gone from 300,000 to only 500. This is tragic. Columbus was even brutally violent towards the Spanish under his rule. He ordered public whippings where Spaniards would be tied up by the neck and feet as punishment for trading gold for food because starvation was a real concern. He was also a very defensive and hot-headed man having a woman's tongue cut out just for bad-mouthing him. It wasn't uncommon for whippings to occur as consequence to just minor infractions and they could be as many as 100 lashes. Columbus was known to sell young girls, as young as only 9 and 10, into sexual slavery. Columbus had no care at all for human life. For some slaves, after being chained, the Spaniards who were their captors under Columbus's rule would cut their heads off out of pure laziness, and it was reported when they weren't feeling life going to all the hassle of untying them, they would simply sever their heads from their bodies, and this was encouraged by Columbus. These are only some of the despicable actions of Christopher Columbus, although there are so many more. Of course, there is a deep history of this country, so I guess for some, it can be hard to condemn those who this country was built upon, but what is more important than tradition is the truth. Question if someone in 2022 were to act this way, would we be giving them their support, would we be celebrating them, or would they be cancelled? And you know the answer to that. Today, people have moved to cancel Christopher Columbus Day, and that is one example of cancel culture that I would say is appropriate. Christopher Columbus Day is celebrated on October 10th, although there has been motion to replace this holiday with Indigenous Peoples Day. You most likely have heard about this and the controversy surrounding, even if you live somewhere the holiday is still recognized. As of 2021, 24 of the 50 states still recognize Columbus Day as a holiday, Pennsylvania included, which is where I live. Although more and more people are displeased to celebrate a man who led to the genocide of indigenous people. 
I would agree that replacing Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day is a small step in the right direction for our country and towards doing right by the people whose foundations we built upon, which was truly the Native Americans. What do you think? There is so much more I haven't been able to cover, but what happened to the Native Americans with the arrival of the colonists was only the beginning of the negative treatment that was to come. Join us next time for the last episode in this series where we will continue to talk about the issues facing the Native American population today. I will be looking forward to another untaught history lesson.